Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. May 10th, 2021. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Hope you had a great Mother's Day weekend. Shout out to all the moms out there. And hope everybody's ready to to get after it this week. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, all here on your beautiful Monday morning. Another crisp in the air, Roush. Feels like a college football fall Saturday. I think it's going to be like high in the low 60s today. Just a, a, a gorgeous day. So, Roush, how are you? How was your weekend? What's up? I'm I'm doing well. Uh, I was very happy that I have yet to. I've kept the thermostat on heat because, it, it you know, it'll, it'll need to kick on some at night. It gets a little chilly. But for the most part, getting that LG&E bill over the last two months. Shout out to Mild Springs. I feel like in recent years, it's been mostly cold than hot. You know, uh, so glad we're getting some spring. We're getting the nice middle ground in between. Love to see it. It was a little soggy yesterday, but got a great week in store. And I'm, I, I feel like th- I got almost like a, a week long derby hangover where, you know, everything's just dragging kind of slowly, but I do feel in re-energized and, and ready to rock and roll this week. That's what I like to hear. And I, I want that same positivity and optimism from Justin Kalen. Justin, how the heck are you? I am great, but I'll tell you what, Nick, you're not the only one with a week-long derby hangover. But I'm good. I had a good weekend. It was, uh, it was a good Mother's Day. Uh, I went to the zoo on Saturday. I haven't been in four years. So, yeah, it was awesome. It's a great weekend. So, Justin. Favorite I'm, animal. The zoo is a, the zoo is a very, like, I take my baby activity. Did you have a day? What, what was the impetus, the, the reason behind your zoo visit? So I work on Sundays, as you all know, so I couldn't see my mom yesterday. So we went to the zoo on Uh, Saturday with my sister and her kids and my grandma and uh, TJ, favorite animal, hands down. I could have sat there and watched that baby elephant for eight straight hours. (laughs) That thing is so freaking cute. Little Fitzy, right? Yes, it is so dang cute. Is it Fitz Uh, or Fritz? Fitz. I thought it was Fitz. It is Fitz. Okay. It is, yeah. I'm not 100% sure about that, but that's I, I, I'm in agreement with Justin. Justin, what was an animal that got a lot of hype at the zoo, but you just thought, this is dumb. Why are we even looking at this thing? I actually appreciate all the animals, so there okay. wasn't a moment like that oh, for me. Geez. But I'll tell Have you what, there, a was, there, there, was a situation, there was a situation that got a lot of hype. The The male lion was sitting in his up on his lair. A couple geese flew into his enclosure. This guy looked him straight down, got to his feet so fast, and ran them off. It was it was hysterical. And then one of them had the cojones to fly back in, and we left before we saw what happened. But a lion might have got a goose at the zoo this weekend. Mm-hmm. I've seen some videos of like squirrels getting trapped in like lions exhibits, and uh, that, that I'm sure it was a similar standoff there with the geese, or they just instantly flew away. That is pretty cool. Bold strategy by the geese going into the lion's den, literally. But uh, good. Good to hear that everybody had a good weekend. I had uh, was able to golf Saturday, and then we had a wedding Saturday night. 
downtown. That was nice. And then the track for Mother's Day. And uh, wow. didn't run into Roush out there. I thought that you owned that place. Well, on Sunday, we actually had uh, we had some plans that we've been cooking up for a while. And when I say we, say my group of friends and I. There's, there's Over the last year, a lot of us had babies. So for many moms, it was their first Mother's Day. And they're like, let's do it big, guys. So the plan was to pick a date in April, get all the babies together and get their pictures taken. We were going to go to a park. We, we had, uh, you know, another person's mom that was, she's good with the camera. She was going to help us out. Well, throughout this entire process, the plans kept changing and evolving because we're a bunch of morons, big, dumb idiots. And to cap things off, it was going to be a surprise brunch on mother's day. Well, to get out of the house, got some guys, they can't just say, Hey, I'm taking, I'm taking my boy out. We're, we'll be out. When they ask questions later, they couldn't just say, just mom, you just do your thing. It's, it's God's day. They couldn't just come up with some excuse to get out of the house. It was, uh, well, you know, we're the, the worst excuse of them all from a police officer, mind you, his excuse to his wife was we're going to eat brunch with thomas and his baby what kind of males go out and eat brunch he's so bad at lying he got our plans mixed up together all in one it was absolutely terrible our cover was blown by nearly half of them some of the wives figured it out some of them different didn't but we ended up having brunch yesterday at our house it was great uh the brooke was not mad when i told her three hours before that we were having a dozen people over our house so uh that went smoothly and uh best of all is as the party host we get some stragglers some some left behinds if you will and one of the things that got left behind was a bottle of chick-fil-a sauce so your boy is doing great today it's huge that that is uh the chick-fil-a sauce not a fan myself but i've heard good things about it and i could see why that'd be the highlight of your weekend so that's that's awesome yeah somebody also brought a giant bunt cake and i've had those um uh, it's it was a fancy name brand. I've had the smaller ones, but that was the first time I'd ever had the real, uh, the the real deal Holyfield jumbo. And my goodness, those things! Whew, so good. yeah, they're they're delicious. The uh, the nothing butt cakes are, yeah. are 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 real nice, Clark. So at Churchill Downs, we were in the jockey suites. It's it, the cool thing about Churchill Downs. I feel like I can go there uh, several times and go to a place that i've never been before or that i've never seen before oh that happened to me last week at thurby terry i'd n literally never sat or even been in the area i was in before and i think those jockey suites i may have only meandered up once like two like 10 years ago it's really cool to just be like oh i didn't know this was here i didn't it, it you know the com the comparison would be basically just like suites at a sporting event and that's like where churchill downs sporting event suites were so like you'd walk in you know, it'd have like a little lounge area. Each of them had their own little like betting thing inside, a betting machine uh, inside. And then they'd have, of course, like a games where you could walk out to a balcony. There'd be seats, except there you're on the third floor of Churchill Downs right next to the Twin Spires. Pretty good spot. I didn't, I mean, I, I guess I figured these places existed at Churchill Downs. I guess I'd never <laughs> seen them. We weren't in the suites. We were in like the common area where they had a bunch of tables set up and buffets and drinks and whatnot and it was great like the weather was not great but that was fine you were undercover or you were inside or you didn't have to go outside at all if you didn't want to we were able to get almost the whole family there which is uh tough to do as people 
know as you get older and other family members have kids and whatnot. It's tough to get everybody, but basically had nearly had everybody there, which was pretty exciting. Uh, and it was great. Everything went well. We had some show parlays. Actually had a little momentum with a couple of them, but didn't mm. end up winning. Um, but yeah, we we we. Uh, it's all about the ride, Terry. All about yeah. The ride. It really is all about the ride. But yeah, we had. They do it differently than I like to do my show parlays, my family. And it's kind of like golf, you know, like every group has their own kind of rules and standards and whatnot. But my family was under the impression show parlays, you rotate who gets to pick the horse. Oh, no. My show parlays that I'm in is generally just like general consensus and it kind of majority rules. And what the most people agree on is the horse you go with, whether it's a favorite, whether it's a long shot. But they wanted to do it where it was just each race, somebody new got got the pick. And they may take an insight if they wanted it, or they may just be picking it based on the name. So we had a three-legger get ended based on a name pick, but that's oh. okay. That's what it's all about. What, and it's the, the, Was it Johnny? Can, can we it, just blame no, Johnny? It was not Johnny. I think Johnny actually got his leg. I lost my leg for what it's worth. My horse came in fourth. But, oh. um, yeah, so I, I've, got, I've got no room to talk either. But to be fair, the there's one one to be fair that they uh, we picked a name the horse before we we oh, we selected just based on name the one before and it had won so can't hate the name no, pick. No. Uh, well, there's no rhyme or reason when it comes to gambling on live animals. I I had a it was one of those things where it was a busy Saturday for me. the The in laws were in town. I was hanging out with the nephew, so I was trying to keep up with the races. And I missed a name that I would have bet, a family name. Lady Edith was a $51 winner in the feature Saturday night. And two mm. across the board, I mean, you know, that's one of those where you're like, gosh, why, how am I not around to, to bet names on a day like today? Because that would have been an easy 100 bucks, just like that. Bada boom, bada bam. Yeah, mm. first race I, I put on a long shot, a $10 win play show, and it actually came in. And I won like 55 bucks on that. And I was like, oh my gosh, today's going to be a great day. I, of course, I lost that all. But I ended up not losing nearly as much as I did Justin during our Oaks Day. So I guess I got to take a little bit of the, 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 the bad with the good. I, I had a good day. Uh, one thing that was interesting, Roush, I was a little disappointed in Churchill Downs. So we're in this, you know, we're in the spot at Churchill. They've got a couple different like drink stations and go up to one. Beers are $10. Mm-hmm. And Lily drinks were 15. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is outlandish. I was like, I get it. Derby week. You know, you just rob people blind. Who cares? It's a big party. It is what it is. I was like, but Mother's Day? Mother's Day, you're charging $10 a beer? Like, that's that's like Super Bowl stuff. No right. way, Jose. Like, I, I th- this is... But, you know, what can you say? You can't argue about the pricing with them. So my brother comes back with a beer, and he's like, oh, by the way, I guess they're doing a happy hour now. Everything's a little cheaper. And I was like, what? They're doing a happy hour at, like, 1245, but they weren't doing it before 1245? I was like, that's kind of bizarre. Well, anyways, that line was really long, so I went to another line, and I first time going up to this lady. And I was like, is it a happy hour, by the way, for beers? Are they a little cheaper? And she, like, laughed. She was like, happy hour on a Sunday at 1245? What are you, like, no. We don't do happy hours anytime. Like, this is Churchill Downs. We have set pricing. And I was like, oh, well, how much is it? She was like, $6 a beer. And she was like, if you want a lily or something, it's like 9 or $10. They didn't replace the sign at the other one. And then they realized it. So did I go back and try to get my money back? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. Because I'm going to say like yes. 
Okay. Not something I normally do one way or another. I'm never one to really make a stink. But hell yeah, I did. $10 beers is highway <laughs> robbery. And I, last time I'd gone up there, I got two beers. One was a, was like a premium, so it was even more. It was $12. And then one was just a Bud Light. So I was like, I paid, I just came up here and paid $22 for two beers, and it should have been just $13. And uh, she was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, this is so bad. We didn't know that we were, you know, we, this was just how it was set up when we got here. We didn't think that they were going to be changing it or anything like that. And I was like, uh, so, okay, are you going to give me money back or I'll just take a beer? You know, we could just settle it that way. She's like, I'm going to have to get a manager before I do anything. And I was like, oh, oh no. come on, just give me Seriously, the beer, make it easier. Beer. Yeah. And you're still, you're still profiting off that a little bit. A $6 right. beer at this point. Now you owe me $9, but I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, fine, whatever. Now at this point I've already brought it up. So I may as well hang around. And then about like two minutes pass, and we're starting to get close to post time. And I'm like, any idea on the update on is like, is it going to be soon? Or, you know, should I come back? Or, and she, she just handed me a $10 bill and just said, all right, here, here you go. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then you turned it around and you bet it on a horse and you won a hundred and then you robbed them blind. Good job. And I got right back in line. I said, two beers, please. And gave her the 10 back and two ones. <laughs> no, but uh, that was no a little tip. disappointing with that. $10 beers, just outrageous. The $6 beers felt like a steal after that point, Roush. I had to really take them down then. Yeah, yeah, you got them. You got them. Mm -hmm. And that's why Thursdays are the best because they're only a dollar. Only a dollar. But yeah, so <laughs> nice Mother's Day for me as well. Now, did you did you perhaps get a chance to go to the backside while you were there and uh, hassle Bob Baffert for being a good-for-nothing cheater? Oh no, but that was pretty crazy. That was all the buzz at Churchill Downs. People, yeah. What was it? What was it like being there when all that broke, TJ? I, I can't imagine how crazy that was. That's a huge story. It 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 did seem like there was more media just at Churchill Downs than you get on a normal Mother's Day. But that, yeah, you know, maybe I was just overlooking that, or maybe I just happened to run into like where you saw more of the news trucks or whatever. But I, uh, it, people were talking you'd, you'd ask like the person cashing out your ticket, everybody'd be like, I got no clue, but it certainly doesn't seem good. And I think that's kind of where I'm at, Roush. I've got no idea, but this keeps happening to Baffert and Baffert's spin of why does this keep happening to me? What is going on? When was like, me? Ooh, you know, maybe you're just cheating and that's why you keep getting positive tests well, is because you're cheating. And I mean, it's one of those things too, TJ, where it's a different thing every time. And fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, I, that That's not the famous quote from our former president, George Bush, but it's close enough. But Bob Baffert, it's, it's, it's really tough for horse racing because Baffert has been the golden child. He is the most recognizable person in the sport. Some of it's the branding, but also it's because he's a bona fide winner. And over the last three or four years, all of his best horses have gotten caught cheating. Now, in one of, really, he's gotten lucky in the fact that when Justify, when reports first surfaced that Justify failed a drug test, the New York Times report didn't come after out until after he won the Triple Crown and Justify's drug test were they 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 came up for banned substances after the fact and it was only at Santa Anita so it wasn't actually during any of the races and you know what people can be like well 
you know what, if he was, it was just out at Santa Anita. He didn't have it again. And, you know, maybe there's some excuses here. Uh, like, he, it could get in his feet or I don't know. You can you can make yourself believe a bunch of bull crap because it's a triple crown winner. You can rationalize some of that out. Just say, well, he was a good horse either way. Last year, he had not one but two on the same day, and it was on the original Derby Day at the Arkansas Derby. Gamine, who ended up finishing third in the Oaks, she won on Derby Day this year. She won a bunch of stakes races uh, throughout her career. She's a badass filly. She tested positive for lidocaine the same day that Charlatan did, uh, who was going to be Bob Baffert's best horse last year. He was expected to... Uh, be the derby favorite and he ends up getting an injury later on in addition with the positive drug test taken off of the derby trail and now this year he's got something else it's the same thing where it's an anti-inflammatory that you know is no big deal on a regular day but you can't have it on race day it's it's a it's a big no-no on the day of the race he <laughs> medina spirit test positive and now you've got baffert again saying i just can't believe this keeps happening to me and it is such a load of crap, Bob. Like you can you can sell us that the first time with Justify. But his quote, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I know everybody's not out to get me, but there's definitely something wrong. Why is it happening to me? There's problems happening in racing, but it's not Bob Baffert. Bob, you gotta be kidding me. Like we're not that stupid. We 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 are not that dumb. And it it really is a shame because the worst part in all of this is that what's going to happen is they're going to take this to an appeal and they're going to get a separate test. And Medina Spirit is, it, it, the, the, nothing's going to come from it. Medina Spirit is still going to fail that appeal and it's going to get pulled down. It's going to get taken off the board. So for the second time in three years, the horse that crosses first isn't going to be the winner. Mandaloon will get bumped up and it'll, so the Brad Cox winner that I'm looking for, I won't even get to rightfully celebrate it because it won't affect wagering at all. Tickets are already cashed out. Now, Medina Spirit's owners won't make as much money, but all of the people who had all of their pick sixes and pick fives that were ready to cash in on somebody else that had a bunch of money on somebody else, they're losing out all because Bob Baffert's a cheater. So this is a complete and total disaster and you did a great job summarizing kind of the background with Baffert and some of his horses but strongly disagree I think this second test will come back negative and it'll just be kind of a clouded positive test they're not really sure what happened but they did get a clear negative test horse racing can't afford to have two derby winners in such a short time span not actually win the derby you know like this is a disaster for horse racing it's embarrassing. You got people that could have won, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, and they're not going to be able to get that money because of cashing out. Uh, uh, I think that they're going to do what they can to try to cover this up. I do. And Baffert, I think, is a no good lying cheater. Uh, I don't think that there's a conspiracy theory out to get him. Uh, Occam's razor, Roush, I think, applies in this situation mm, where right, right. the simplest explanation is the best, and that is he's probably drugging his horses illegally and getting caught. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's hoping what I'm saying is going to happen is that they can just kind of sweep it under the rug. Horse racing doesn't want this, doesn't need this. And Baffert is right that there are a lot of problems in horse racing. He is wrong though, to say that he is not one of them 
because this isn't just happenstance. That's just not how the world works. And if there really is this inside job to to point Baffert as a cheater, then that's also a huge story in its own right. Either way, horse racing seems to not be in a good spot. So the easiest thing you could do, Roush, get a negative test and just let this thing go away. Well, and, and that's the, the big point you hit, TJ, about like him thinking that they're out to get him. No, people want to prop up Bob Baffert. I mean, American Pharaoh worked wonders for this sport because mm-hmm. of Bob Baffert. They don't want to tear him down. Like, That's no, what I was going to say. I don't think anybody really sees him as a villain, but you know, you keep doing this more and more, and then you play like the, uh, I'm, you're backing me in a corner here. I, why is everybody out to get me? Then that's not going to win you more fans. Well, and and especially like, why would, so, he, he just set the record for the most wins in Kentucky Derby history. Like it would, it would be so counterintuitive to do that to the sport, especially when, like you said, Two years ago, we get we got maximum security taken down. Then last year, we've got a derby in September. It's weird as hell. Uh, I mean, he still found a way to win that one, but this was the return to normal. It was supposed to be a great thing for racing, and now Churchill has suspended him from the track. And what I the the the, the question I don't know the answer to is the Preakness is Saturday, and Churchill Downs has suspended him from racing, but the Preakness is going to want to welcome him with open arms because. Unlike what's going on in Bob Baffert's mind, they want to prop up the Kentucky Derby winner. They want to prop up Bob Baffert. So, I I mean, we really have only seen the beginning of the ramifications of this. Because, I mean, really, TJ, you could be right. I haven't really dug into it because it broke at noon during, you know, Mother's Day celebration stuff. But it's typically when it comes up on these drug tests, it is the tiniest slivers of stuff, if you will. So, you know, maybe there's a way to somehow weasel out of this, uh, but I don't know if it can be weaseled out of in time for the Preakness and they're going to want to run that horse to the Preakness. So, uh, man, it's it's I'm I'm fascinated to see how things unfold uh, over the next six days. Justin, what do you think? Roush and I are split on. I think that horse racing is going to want to just sweep this under the rug the best they can and not ruffle any more feathers. Roush thinks that second test is going to come back positive, and we're going to have a new Derby champ in, in just a, probably a couple of days, I guess. And it's going to just be a huge, huge story. Where, where do you lean? I, I see both sides of it, but initially when I first heard the story, I was leaning with Roush. I'm thinking that it will come back a positive test, and they will – Hey, well, Mandaloon will be your derby winner, but if you're Brad Cox, is that what you want? Is that how you want to win your first derby? Of course well, not. No. And, and that's what's crazy, too, is the horse that got taken down two years ago, the winner, by default, Country House, was trained by Bill Mott. It's not the same thing uh, in Cox's session, but Bill Mott was one of those guys who had was, was a huge winner at Churchill Downs. I think he was the winningest trainer at Churchill Downs for a little while had never won the derby and he gets his first derby by disqualification. And like, that's, that's gotta be bittersweet. You finally win the big one, but it's not the way you want to win it. Yeah. If I'm in that situation, I'm not even happy about a derby win there. No, it, it, it would kind of suck. Like it, it really would. And like Ralph said, you didn't get like the huge celebration the day of, and basically you'll be handed it and you'll feel like, yeah, you know, that's kind of well, oh yay! I did it. I won the derby. But, won the but back to your point about bets, TJ. What if Brad Cox threw about ten k down on Mandaloon to win, and 
he's not getting that either. So, yeah, it, the whole thing is just a, a mess. My goodness. I know. So the best thing they can do is just lie and be like, oh, it must have been a mistake on the positive test because this ain't good. But if I'm the Preakness and if I'm Baffert, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm acting like it's business as normal because that's what you should do, right, if you yeah. really aren't cheating. Like if, if you're if, under if, appeal too, like you got to let the process play out. So, yeah. So I, I hope uh, that is crazy. That Saturday, you think they're going to have things to talk about there at Pimlico? I think so. Uh, our former president, Donald Trump, weighed in. Uh, yeah. Didn't he call uh, the horse a druggie? So now, even our Kentucky Derby winner, Medina Spirit, is a junkie. This is emblematic of what is happening to our country. The whole world is laughing at us as we go to hell on our borders, our fake presidential election, and everywhere else. Man. So, Medina Spirit, quit letting those people across our border. Seems like, uh, I guess he's doing well. I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, oh. Let's go to a break. Wild stuff in horse racing. Text on to the show what you think will happen. 502-414-1450. And then we got to meet the new, kind of new, UK assistant coaches over the weekend. We had a bunch of other sports we'll, we'll talk about. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kaelin. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You had you had wives and girlfriends thinking things similar to what their husbands and boyfriends were thinking. It was just so it was it was weird. You had butt cleavage. Too much butt cleavage. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Want to remind you about Genesis Diamonds. Did you know that Genesis Diamonds was started by a former diamond wholesaler? The same people who used to sell only to jewelry stores now sell to the public. Real direct importers. No middleman prices on precious diamonds. That's Genesis Diamonds. That's what they're all about. They are all about diamonds. So, new week. New Genesis Diamonds read. That's what it looks like. We uh, hope that you went there for Mother's Day, got your mom something nice. Uh, did you all get mom any sweet gifts, or was it just the precious time you got to spend? I got my mom nothing but precious time and love. Oh, Same precious thing I time. get her every year. Nice, nice. Uh, I can't reveal my Mother's Day gift because my mom actually went to visit her other grandbaby, so she's getting her Mother's Day treat a little bit later. Nice. Uh, my mom, we got a spa gift card, I think. Uh, Ooh, nice. Some other little things here and there and flowers and all that nice stuff. But uh, yeah, and, and of course, Genesis Diamonds, they, they if you went there, you probably won Mother's Day. And uh, they're over there on Shelbyville Road, Shelbyville Road Plaza. Did you all see DK Metcalf's sprint, his prelim, 100 meters? I did. I watched pretty, it. He... Pretty amazing. Yeah, and I... I do think that like it's going to be silly. We're going to get a bunch of hot takes on it today and all those dumb, you know, talking head shows. But especially like his burst at the beginning, you, he has the athleticism to do it. The other guys are just so much smaller. They don't get bogged down quite as bit later on in the heat, but he still ran what? A 10-3 maybe? 
Yeah, but 100 that's... meters, which is insane. He did finish last barely, but it was really you know he was he was right there. A ten three seven is a great time for a professional football player, and then he makes just everybody else on the track just look like children. I mean, he's a huge human being, six foot three. 230 pounds, so he's a lot bigger than everybody else that he's running against. That was cool to see. I was really wondering how he would do. And even though when you say you finish last, it's not a good look, he he looked like he belonged. I mean, those are people that have been training their whole lives to get to the Olympics and running, and DK Metcalf is a world-class football player. So it's uh, it was cool. I was I was glad that he, he got a good time. Fun to watch. If it, if it was a 60-meter dash, I think he might have been in the running to win that thing. His explosive speed off the block was just incredible. Yeah, just imagine being like a cornerback and being like, oh, this is what I got to go up against this upcoming season. But the dude is a, an absolute freak. That was kind of fun to see. What wasn't fun to see is the Batcats literally get cheated out of a series against a top-10 team by a bogus bogus ball call did you all see, i was watching live did you all see mm. that on friday I, I i did not see what happened in the second game of the series no no uh, it was devastating and, and like you know kentucky still could have won game three they still could have came back but two outs florida had a guy on first and second by or top of the ninth inning like i mentioned two outs guy had two strikes on him i think it was like a one two count uh and kind of tried to get him chasing, so then it was 2-2 count, and then just threw one, it was, you know, right on the corner, but it was it was a strike, and the dude, it, it kind of froze the Florida batter, and it kind of froze the ump, and n- nothing. Like, you're just waiting for, like, the big draw-up, strike three call, that's the end of the game, Kentucky goes crazy, and then it was just kind of this awkward, like, nobody moved, and nobody knew, and then I guess the ump was just like, well, I didn't say strike, so that means ball. Even and the then, batter was sitting there waiting for him to call strike? It, yeah, he, he was. Like, you were just waiting for him to turn around and be like, crap, they got me. You could tell in his eyes. He was like, I, I needed to at least get a piece of that ball. And he didn't even swing. And then, so, it's a full count. The dude hits a, gets a base hit. But since it was a 3-2 count, the runners were able to go with two outs. So, once he hit it into the – like, the, the runner had almost scored before the center fielder had even picked up the ball. So, anyways, then the game's tied. All right, this is where Kentucky could have regrouped. You still have a chance to win the game. Florida hits a three-run homer on the next pitch. So at that point, it's eight to five, Florida, where if they just call that strike, the game is over and Kentucky has won the series. They come back in game three. Florida's a better team than Kentucky, and Kentucky wasn't overly competitive in that game three, which is not really a total trait of this team. Usually they are more competitive. So they lose the series to Florida, Roush, and now you go from looking like you're – in the NCAA tournament to now probably being on the wrong side of the bubble and more work to do uh, with a couple series to go against good teams. So that was a bummer. That was a major, major bummer. And, uh, you know, again, this Kentucky team, not as good as other teams in the SEC. I sound like a broken record at this point, but they do play hard. They deserve that win on Friday night, had it stolen from them. So that stuck. Yeah. And I said going into the series too, win this, they're in. They lost it, so I guess the bubbles burst. No, not yet. I mean, you still you still get South Carolina, you still get Vanderbilt, you still get good opportunities. But literally, when you have a strike, like when you did the job, like when you when you beat Florida and you don't get the credit for that strike, that that that's pretty heartbreaking. And uh, we'll see how they regroup. But got it. You got to win that South Carolina series. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. You, you have to. 
if you don't win that one, unless you miraculously sweep Vandy or something like that, you're probably on the wrong side. But, but we'll see. It's been a better season than I thought. I think the future is somewhat promising. I just don't know why the pitching can't really get figured out, but we'll save that for another day. The softball team, they swept uh, South Carolina themselves. and yeah, they suck at Gamecocks. They go into the SEC tournament as the sixth seed. So uh, good luck to them. SEC is just stupid loaded in softball. So we got that going on there. But, Roush, we got to hear from the assistant coaches. We did. We, we heard from Chin and Coach O Saturday morning. Uh, the timing was, I, I kind of bemoaned it on Friday. Uh, not a big fan of having the Saturday special because what ends up happening is I just end up reading it all Sunday morning anyway. Uh, you know, one of those kind of deals. And the biggest, uh, actually, uh, the coolest thing out of all of it was watching Coach O take Chin around. And I do feel like the way that they're talking about it, like, Coach O described it. He's like, you know, I, I told Chin, we're going to Camelot. And Chin's like, yeah, this place is on steroids, which, uh, you know, not great timing with Medina Spirit, but <laughs> I, I, I like the way that they've hyped it up because between that and hearing updates from Ty Ty Washington and the other UK recruits over the weekend, you really can feel some juice back into the program, TJ. You can feel like, okay, I could see things really, you know, to the moon. Here we go. Yeah, no, I, I do think that there's good momentum. I, I think that, like, you could theoretically kind of have this if you just had more media availabilities and, like, you allowed the coaches to kind of get the fan base pumped up and just, you know, say the buzzwords and say all the things that people like to hear. UK just doesn't really do media. Yeah, all well, that often. So kind of yeah. like the, the fan base is left to be in their own stew most of the time, but it was good hearing from them. Like it was, it was, that was, that was great. It was good hearing from anybody and yeah, they're pumped up. They should be, they're excited to be back. And, and there is a little bit of momentum. I just, you know, it, I think you can do this as much as you want to. If you're UK, these people know how to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Especially coach. O. Oh yeah. Big, big time. And yeah. uh, forgot how awesome he was doing that stuff too. You know? I was I was told by UK that we will get uh, an assistant both I don't know which one or maybe both of them it'll be next week oh, and I was yeah. told that Woo. we will not be the first show to get them right but kind of a nudge nudge you know there could be by the time we get them there could be new news before other people get them oh ho, ho, ho. is there something happening this weekend TJ I think there's gonna be yeah there's a commitment. Uh, there was a couple commitments on Saturday. We'll see Ooh. who all ends up with the catch. Interesting. But so, so that's that's like classic KRC that we're teasing something a week out that I'm sure <laughs> like another show we'll have tomorrow or something like that. But yeah. that's us, baby. We don't try to be anybody that we're not. We know where we stand, and we're just happy to be in the conversation. So that'll uh, be fun. I'll look forward to asking the hard hitting questions. Yeah, there we go, uh, Justin. So Ron Chin Coleman. He's called, he, he explained why he got the nickname Chin. Do you have any guesses as to how that nickname came about, Justin? Um, with the route we've been on with people and their nicknames lately, he used to eat chins as a kid. <laughs> That's all I got. Nailed it. <laughs> the infamous chin eater. <laughs> Oh man, I'm supposed to play it straighter, but that was too. Just... 
<laughs> so really off the wall answer from Justin. <laughs> wasn't anticipating oh, that. Oh man! No, shockingly, Justin was because he had a big chin. <laughs> yeah, shockingly, big. <laughs> Justin's like, ah, oh, that was my other guess. Man, yeah, it was my other guess. Dang it! <laughs> he said, I guess, is... when he was a kid, Roush, that like his chin was the same size as it is now. So just yeah. imagine that chin on like a little child's body, which is kind of a funny visual. That's the thing, Terry. Is I don't. I don't see a big chin now. So I guess I guess that would kind of make sense. Like we always joke that my brother had the same size head when he was born that he does now. Hey, we so, do that with my brother as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a real shame they got no brains out of that either, am I right? Hey oh. But man, eating too many chins. Goodness gracious, Justin. Oh, yeah. that was great. Classic. That was my cool. Trevor Kel- Kelsey answer for the week. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, so they seem stuff. happy. Uh, we had the Iverson Classic over the weekend, Roush. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it, it's like all the All-Star games. The, the the real benefits are from the scrimmages before. The actual game can kind of get uh, a little bit silly in that regard. But uh, UK Touchdown guys Washington. Did, yeah, UK guys. Shooting competition. The UK guys did fine. Hopkins and Collins, I think, had their moments. I think the takeaway from some folks with Collins was this dude is an absolute freak. But – Got a long way to go before he kind of pieces it all together. Uh, not used to playing against competition like that either. Hopkins, I think, was a pleasant surprise for folks, but like didn't really, you know, take over. Just was a nice role player. He's somebody that I think down the road, if he wants to stay in college, maybe he doesn't. Could be a really, really nice player in time. And then yeah, Ty Ty. He he was the one that maybe out of the UK guys got the most hype. He did win the three point contest, which was nice. Some of the grumpy Kentucky fans may point out. Well, Isaiah Briscoe won a three-point contest too one time, so I would not take too much into that. I, uh, that's fine. <laughs> take, but also, Tata was a forty percent three-point shooter in high school, so he's a good three-point shooter. Roush, like he's a, he's a good shooter. You match right. him out there with Frederick and Dante Allen and Grady and the other shooters that Kentucky will have. That that's that's pretty that's pretty lethal. Uh, still, kind of a little unpolished as you'd imagine, high school player. I, you got to think more along the lines of like a Tyrese Maxey, I think, with a Ty Ty Washington and not like a John Wall or De'Aaron Fox sort of deal. And I think that's being fair to Ty Ty and keeping expectations in check in terms of the level of impact he could make. But saying a Tyrese Maxey, that, that, nothing wrong with that. You know, he yeah. was a really nice player too. I just don't think, you know, I think Cal has gotten point guards where you said, this is the guy and the team's going to go as far as he takes them. And then he's had point guards where it said, you're not necessarily going to be the you're not going to be the reason Kentucky wins a championship or loses a game, but you're, you're, you're just as important as anybody else. I think that's where Ty Ty is going to fall in this mold. It's going to be, it's going to have to be a team effort. I'm still a little worried about like, I still think you need a dude. I think this weekend was just kind of a reminder that like you still, maybe it's, if, if you could get Hardy, it just ease every, all of, of my concerns. He, he's an absolute superstar. If you can't get him, I still really want a Pippen or an Alvarado or a Carr. Uh, but I like, you know, what I the, the brief clips and the things I saw from Tata. I wasn't down there. The experts that were had you know, they they they're saying the same things. He's a good player. It'd be nice mm-hmm. to get him on Saturday, Roush. Yeah, yeah, it would be. And that's I, I I was struggling to remember who was the guy who ended up being a bad shooter that won the three point contest. So I'm glad you were able to remember Isaiah Briscoe. Uh, but it. It's one of those things that reinforce that he's a solid guy. And the good thing is, is Kentucky doesn't need him to come in and be the three-point shooter. Uh, like this year, Davion Mintz 
was a good three-point shooter, but Kentucky relied on him to be the three-point shooter. So uh, that good to see that. The thing that actually jumped out to me most, because I always forget about him when we're doing the roster equation for next year, is Bryce Hopkins. Like, I just, I just, maybe it's because when he committed, there was so much happening at the time. It was nice to steal a guy from Louisville, but we hadn't seen much of him. And I think it was Jonathan Giovanni who said, like, hey, Hopkins is a really solid, like, he does a lot of all of the little things well. Um, passing, handling the ball, he's a solid rebounder, decent shooter. Like, he checks all of the boxes. And on a team that is so specialized in so many era, uh, areas, he might be the closest thing to positionless that UK has as a nice three who can play a little inside out. Yeah, that 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 sums it up pretty well. Yeah, I I think that that would be uh, what Kentucky wants, and we're still you know with the mints, we still don't know for sure. Blah blah blah. With uh, Brooks, we don't know for sure, and some people think that Brooks is waiting on like Jackson to make a final decision one way or another. I I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know where things stand with that, but. I, I'm not I'm not doing it, Roush. I'm not getting myself hyped on Jackson returning. That nothing's changing there. Uh, came in 21st in that athletic mock draft. I think we touched on that on Friday's show. But fun to have a little bit of basketball back, though. Just the I, I wish that these kids could have had the McDonald's All-American game. I wish they could have done the Jordan Brand Classic. And we'd probably know a little bit more about some of these players as well. But we got a little taste of it. And it'd be nice to get a Ty Ty Washington on Saturday because he, he did some good things. Uh, it broke my heart seeing all the nice reports about Nolan Hickman over the weekend. People were talking about how well he was going to, how well he was playing, and the things he was doing that were nice. But uh, if Kentucky can get Ty Ty and you bring somebody else in, the Cats will be just fine, even if Hickman ends up going to uh, Gonzaga or wherever he may end up. Let's go to another break. We'll come back. We got a ton of text, so we'll start getting into those. Spend some time with that as well. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio, 96 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Taylor. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Your man in the middle, seven foot two, from a weird country called Lithuania, Bacchides! This fella scares me. That little kid from the Jackson 5, he scares you too. Oh, mark my words, Lou. There's something creepy about that young man. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Hey, the 2021 Big X Sports Radio golf cart is hot off the press. You can play Cherry Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round. Get your Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Supply is limited. Get it today, BigXSportsRadio.com, or call 812-725-1457. I keep hearing more great things about Old Capital Golf Club. Literally, anybody I come across, they're like, that is a great course. you got to play it. I'm going to get out there soon because I'm going to play for under $25 around with the Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Save me some money. All right. Hey, speaking uh, of well, golf, did you all see DeChambeau this weekend? 
I did not. What happened? I know Rory won. What happened to Bryson? Uh, oh, my gosh. I can't believe you all didn't see this. This is awesome. So, Friday, he has an absolute terrible round. He's three over for the tournament. He's in, like, 78th place. So, he goes to his caddy and his team, and he's like, all right, they're in Charlotte. So, he said, let's go back to Dallas, practice, get ready for next week's tournament. Gets a text on halfway through their flight to Dallas saying, dude, you're in 68th place. And he's at this point, top 70 make the cut usually. So at this point, he's still like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to make the cut. Let's carry on. They land in Dallas, and he here he gets a text saying he's in 63rd place, has to rearrange a flight back to Charlotte, leaves Dallas at 2.45 in the morning on his private flight, has to drive 30 minutes to the golf course when he lands in Charlotte at 6.30, gets to the locker room, puts his clothes on, goes out to the putting green, promptly shoots a three under that round and finish ninth place for the tournament. <laughs> That's wild. That is a wild story. I just looked it up myself. So uh, he turned a cut fly snafu into a $228,000 payday. And Jeez. he's first place in the cup standings now after this past weekend. So that's wild. Uh, I Man. guess you should be more careful before you I'd go, but it all, it all never seen, out for him. I'd never seen anything like that. That is crazy. And for him to come back and shoot three under when he basically had to sleep on a plane the whole time and then to come back and get ninth place for the tournament, that's so impressive. It's funny how sometimes those things work. I, I, this is a totally relatable and basically the exact same scenario. But the best I ever did on the ACT, Roush, my stomach was like exploding from the inside. I had to go to the bathroom very badly. And my whole time I was just thinking about that. Like, I, this is it not was good. This is not good. Yeah. Yeah. And then guess what? Got my best score because I, I nice. wasn't thinking about the test. I wasn't worried about it. Uh, again, like I said, just a perfect example, very comparable to Bryson yes. DeChambeau coming back and winning $228,000. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's actually a very funny thing. I got, got you a little flustered there, I, didn't I? I don't know how we hadn't heard that anecdote previously, but it is the perfect example. Uh, thanks for bringing it up. I did want to bring it up, too. Uh, I, I found the, the quotes from the director of maryland racing commission and said they can't comment on cases in another state because it is a state by state like it's up to the kentucky horse racing commission so they're going to test uh the derby champ at the preakness but he can still uh he can still be he can still race in the preakness uh they, they yeah, can use that stuff therapeutically they just can't on race day so it's totally bogus to say they can't comment on it they literally kind of did in that statement <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah but Liars. he'll get tested when he gets there and he'll probably end up racing on saturday and it'll just Good. be you know, want to be great for nbc ratings it really will be like i'll i'll be i'll be pumped up for it and go ahead and what if medina spirit wins man like <laughs> that would just be um i'm i'm i'll, I'll root for it i'm team chaos well if, if we get a horse that maybe or maybe is not a huge cheater with a potential asterisks next to a triple crown that that would be a lot of well, fun and you need it to do well too because if it does poorly then you'll just say oh it's because he wasn't cheating that day he was clean he was off the sauce mm -hmm. once at, in in maryland so that's why he lost you know so yeah. man yeah that, that well said. so much to this i love it absolutely love it all right, do we qu quickly want to bring up the bad news with UK football uh, assistant coach? Big, big no-no over the weekend. 
Yeah, wide receiver coach Javon Bonite was arrested in northern Kentucky in Kenton County uh, for he's doing 25 over and under the influence. Um, I think yeah, it he, was had, a, he had an open container, 26 mm-hmm. over, and I don't know what he blew, though. I don't know if I ever saw well, that. Did, did that see, come out? In the actual arrest report that we saw, it was they like lumped in open container and .08 first offense into one thing. So it's unclear what he blew or how intoxicated he was. But nevertheless, uh, you know, you, you don't you do not do two illegal things at once. And going 25 yeah. over and having an open container um, got him in trouble. Not sure what's going to be next for Coach Bo, but um, not a good look at whatsoever. Justin, I know what you're going to say. Say it. Don't break the law while breaking the law. Seriously. He's that, like – I, I question his judgment as a football coach that if you're – sorry, I'm going to just say it. If you're a grown adult and you think it's appropriate to go 25 miles per hour over the speed limit while you're just casually having a drink in the car with you, it's idiotic. And it's really embarrassing for Kentucky football. Mm-hmm. And I hate to kind of lump this in there with it, but especially on the heels of Terrence Clark's tragic death where he was most likely kind of just being – not paying attention enough on the road going too fast, maybe looking down on his phone. Be smart, dude. You're a grown adult. Like, I, sometimes people can't always get an Uber. That's, that should never happen if you're a football coach like that. Why are you going 26 miles over, over the limit? Why are you doing that? I mean, it's, if Kentucky decided to move on from him, has Kentucky, do you have any idea what they're going to do? I do not, but – of all the assistant coaches, his job security is the worst. I mean, hell, we had that uh, episode over the summer where it was, wait, he's fired? Wait, no, he's not fired. Where, I mean, <laughs> he, he was walking on thin ice kind of already with a position group that's been much maligned. Mm-hmm. And you're expecting them, you need them to have a good year. This was going to be his way of proving it. And then he goes and is an, idi- is, is an idiot off the field. It's just... It's and I'm all for second chances. People make mistakes, and I'm happy that his is something that he can learn from and and grow from. But that's just so dumb. Well, because like TJ, there's like two. You have one rule as an adult, basically. Like when my parents sent me out of the house, is like, all right, we've done everything we can do. Now we just got to make sure he doesn't get a DUI, like drinking, driving, any alcohol related moving offenses. That's really the one big bugaboo you can't do as an adult. Well. As a coach, the other one is don't pay your players. You have basically two rules of things you can't do. Just don't do those things, and you're probably going to have your live your pretty comfortably. And he broke one of them. It's just really, really dumb. So and, I, and he's I, not I, the I, first I, person to drink under the influence and no. do all that stuff. It's it's honestly just the combination of both that just like, what are you doing going? Going 26 over is just borderline super dangerous, regardless of what the speed well, limit was. And, and, Let's just and assume I'm that it was sure, like 70. Yeah, you're drinking yeah. and going almost 100 miles an hour. Like you're, that's dumb. That's just dumb. And that's, that's what I would fun. assume is he was on like 265 on the bypass around Cincinnati when he got pulled over. That's my assumption. I have no yeah. idea. So we'll see Either what he decides to do with it. Yeah, I, I, I have no inclination as to what it might be, but yeah, very dumb, <laughs> very dumb. But glad he's safe, you know, glad that it's not a a different type of story with him driving like a maniac while having some open containers in the car. But, yeah, that's not good news for U.K. football. It's not a good look for Kentucky football. And 
Again, I am team second chances, but also think if Kentucky just said, you know, juice ain't worth a squeeze with you, bud. Like you, you don't bring it up to the table to for us to have to deal with these embarrassing uh, moments. So we'll see. I, 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 I've seen some Kentucky fans that are like, get him out of here. And I've seen other Kentucky fans say, no, nah, he deserves another chance. I'm fine with whatever UK decides. They'll know a lot more information about it than I will. But uh, not a good look. Not something the football program needs because there's a lot of really good feeling around the football program right now. You don't need self-inflicted things like this with people being dinguses, breaking the law while breaking the law. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll retext 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Roll. Radio 96. one FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. Want to remind you about Bobby Cook, Bobby Cook Golf Academy. If you just need some pointers, if you've gotten out there to start your spring season and you just haven't really liked what you've seen, go get some lessons from Bobby Cook. He is a professional. He has won big-time tournaments before. He's going to be able to see your swing in two seconds, just probably tell you two things that will help. And then over the course of an hour, 30 minutes, however long the lesson is, he's going to figure out a lot more. And he's going to drill it into you so you won't forget the lesson. And he's going to give you a copy of it as well. So that way – you're going to be able, for years to come, if you start getting into some bad habits, you can remember that time that Bobby Cook fixed it and made everything all right. He's over off Exit 4 in southern Indiana. You can go to Bobby Cook Golf Academy to learn more. You don't have to go there for lessons. You can go there just to play on their three virtual simulators. It is a really cool setup. Call them at 812-913-4415, 812-913-4415, or go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com. One other thing I wanted to bring up, Roush, just get your take on it. Should mm-hmm. we be worried about Clink in Michigan? What's going on there? Uh, I would not, even though that report came out Friday. The connections would certainly concern you a little bit because that's where he recruits well. Uh, he's from not far, too far away in Youngstown. But the job security there, I, I wouldn't think it's that great. And he just received a promotion at UK. Um for the same, like it, it would be a quote unquote lateral move as far as position and everything goes. Now, he would have a little bit more power, I would think, or maybe a little bit more say because, you know, the head coach does also coach your position at UK. But I think for what he's being compensated and the job security there, being in the SEC, I, I think I'm not too worried, although that is a school that should cause you to raise some eyebrows. I just think. If this happens three years ago, I'm much more concerned than I am right now. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point there at the beginning that the reason you shouldn't worry about Steve scale maybe going to Michigan is is Harbaugh going to get fired this year? Like, it, like how much longer is that staff going to stay intact in Michigan? And when it seems like Kentucky's got a good thing going, 
He just got promoted. They, they, you know, Kentucky could have a couple bad seasons and Steve Klingscale would still be thought of very highly in the football program there. So, I, you know, money talks. I guess at the end of the day, Kentucky may need to pony up if they have to, but I I have no clue. I've got no idea if he's going to go or not, but you made me feel a little bit better, Roush. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure if he received – you know, normally we get a, a FOIA from John Hale that will tell us all the details. So I'm not sure if he actually received a pay bump by adding the titles of secondary passing game coordinator or whatever it was this offseason. But nevertheless, I just think that he's gonna he wouldn't be getting paid that much more, if at all. Um, and you're right with Harbaugh. I know they gave Harbaugh an extension, but it was basically – a contract restructuring to where it's easier to fire him in the future. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not too worried about coach Clink heading elsewhere. All right. That would be good. Again, UK football has nice momentum. Need to keep that bad boy rolling before we, uh, before we know it fall, will fall camp will be here, Roush. And, we'll all be excited when that day comes. Let's get to the text line. 502-414-1450. 1450 Hearing that Tata is around a 40% from three in high school, which is great, but you can't really rely on freshmen to be good shooters from day one. If he's low 30, that's perfectly fine given the pieces around him. Uh, couldn't uh, You would have thought I would have texted that into the show myself. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think he's a good shooter. I think he'll be a good shooter for Kentucky. But we've seen we've seen great shooters at UK that are freshmen. Roush have some of the nastiest slumps you could imagine. Uh, really, all of the good shooters, to some yeah. degree, have had some slumps here and there. So, Ty Ty will. He'll have some bad shooting games. He may have a bad shooting month. But the Texer's right. With what he's got around him, too big to fail. <laughs> Love the too big to fail. Um, and, and you know what? It means he's going to have a big game or two in there as well. You know, where it's like, oh, Ty Ty's hot. Ty Ty for 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That'd be great. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Yeah, sorry. Those are going to be uh, no really t- bad too, by the way. Like all of the Tata. I mean, oh, yeah. I also love too that Kyle has taken it upon himself to really steer into the bad dad memes and or bad dad jokes because, listen, nobody loves a bad dad joke more than me, and he's really lowered the bar for me. So now when I make one, people think it's great because, like, well, it could have been, couldn't have been as bad as I Carumba over here. I haven't I haven't seen Kyle's dad jokes. If there's ever oh. a good one, retweet it. Oh, it was uh, th- it was when we were waiting on the announcements for Chin and O, and he's like, "I'd like to buy a Val," and then, "Oh, he purchased an O." Like, come on, oh. yeah. Or maybe they can put a bow on this recruiting class with a tie. Tie. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, so, stuff like that. Just real. Real low brown stuff. Yeah. Oh gosh. All right. Never mind. Don't retweet it. Uh <laughs> Texter says, no TVs at a wedding. It's a wedding, not the bleeping Catalina wine mixer. It's Derby Day. It's Derby Day. Come on, Texter. You know better. No, I think that I think that I think that Texter's agreeing, being like, you should have a TV at a wedding. It's not the bleeping uh, Catalina wine okay, mixer. Okay, I see what you're meaning. Saying yeah. like it's just it's just a wedding. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Texture says Texture says Mayweather oh go ahead. No, you got it. Fire away. Oh, okay. No, you Mayweather got it. toyed with McGregor in the ring, basically danced and dodged the whole time. 
Connor was never going to win the fight, but got paid. Logan Paul will either get rocked in the first round or Floyd will toy with him as well. Wear him down, wait KO or unanimous decision. It's all about entertainment. I'll buy though much better than rough and rowdy. That ish is lame as hell. Oh, I d- disagree wholeheartedly. Love rough Strongly and disagree. Great. I mean, great the same reason that you're going to be entertained by Floyd is the same reason rough and rowdy is great. Like it, it's just entertainment. And, uh, yes, Floyd is professional, but sometimes it's fun when you just have like semi-professional people. I don't love when they get like these two 375-pound pe- people that just like basically are doing like taking turns hitting each other and, and there's no damage. Uh, th- yeah, some of the fights are just ridiculous, but some of like the semi-professional fights, like their marquee matches, those are pretty exciting. Uh, the yeah, Jose Canseco yeah. Billy football was a big joke, but even that was kind of funny in its own right for the moment. But yeah, they've got some people that are like, you know, trying to get on the boxing scene that are really, really good. Those are fun to watch. And well, then there's a fight over the weekend that uh, supposedly was pretty good. Yeah, it's it's not like the, um, you know, you don't get fights in Rough and Rowdy that are like where Mayweather's just dancing around the ring. And I, those are the worst. I, I do not like. I do not like Floyd's style of boxing. But, but who other Pacquiao or fi- Pacquiao fights were horrible. Like they yeah. just were not entertaining. And <laughs> we, I bought all of them like a sucker. But they were just were like, okay, this is literally just we're going to do this for an hour. In my so opinion, this fight with the Paul brother is going to be a short one. I mean, Floyd doesn't want to give him the time of the day to get his name and face out there. So I, I think he ends it pretty quickly. Um, yeah, but he probably also knows that like Paul would only have probably two rounds to really even be able to do anything. So I could see Mayweather being like, let me just survive these first few rounds, wear him down a little bit, like the texter said, and then just like round three or four, take him, take him out. Or you could just take him the distance and embarrass him. Either way. Yeah, just Did, like um, that that would be pretty hilarious too. I mean, he's gonna be able to do whatever he wants. I mean, all things considered, he's going to he's gonna dominate. Did either of you all stay up late to watch uh, Canelo? No, I, I, my brother-in-law, though, said that it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, like, I'll I'll try to get, like, an illegal stream, but I was also just not, <laughs> I, I, was, I was a little little pooped, a little, a little tired, so I wasn't going to stay up late to watch it. But Canelo won, so good for you, Canelo. You yeah, go, it, sounded like a good, good, it sounded like a good fight. It, I think it went nine rounds, and then... And it wasn't a knockout. It was just like, a, you know, medically unfit to be able to continue sort of situation. But nine rounds and you get a big punch that breaks a bone in somebody's face. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Anytime there's boxing on at the same time as UFC, I'm watching UFC. Really? Boxing's so much better than UFC. No, and I, d- I just disagree. I, I, UFC, I like, is just. UFC's also a dime a dozen too, Justin. Like, you can watch UFC. They have them every other week. They have them every week, actually. Every yeah. single Saturday, there's a UFC. I just don't want to like watch people choking them out, and then like maybe like breaking their necks too in the process. Well, I have not never as, seen not as a deal. It's just seeing like you know people punch each other. Good old fashioned boxing. I have never seen a broken neck in all my UFC events watching. Well, well you know what it is, said. Justin. It's whenever they clearly knock a dude out, but then they still have to go and like bang on his face with the back of their hand. Yeah, I love that. They like signed a hammer. Up for, they know what they signed up for. I know, yeah, but like but he's knocked out though. Like, just call it before that happens. I, I don't like that. You can just like see the CTE going throughout their body. And again, boxing—you're still punching people in the face. I I get that it's kind of weird that I really like boxing, but I don't really like UFC. UFC. 
not UCF. That's a university in Central Florida. Uh, but yeah, all right. I didn't know you were that interesting. If uh, we need just the only issue with boxing is there's just a good boxing match once every two years now. Like, now nah, I know it's more than that, but I'm talking like the biggest of the big names. Yeah. Now uh, when Tyson Fury fights, I'll tune into that. Oh he's, man, he's fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, and he's got one coming up not too long too, where he's fighting um, Anthony Joshua, I believe. Who big popcorn muscles guy? Can't wait to root against that dude. Full disclosure: Whenever I talk boxing, I, I really am just talking out of my butt. Not much different than any other subject, but boxing especially. Yeah. Texter yeah. says, "Hilarious to see people say I doubted Cal, but it's good to see he's making changes." Genuinely can't <laughs> understand why folks would doubt him other than just to be miserable. No, it uh, perfectly said text. Uh, those people. So when the season was going on, he didn't fire people instantly and bring in other coaches who were on, you know, big tournament runs themselves. Oh, shocker. Like, you, you know, he had to be patient. There had to be a process with this. But I'm glad that there's more positive vibes around the basketball pro program than there were a few months ago because that was absolutely miserable. This is better. <sighs> Texture says, I don't think it was necessarily the Texture says, I don't think it was necessarily the freakouts that cost UK Salas. It was the racism. <laughs> uh, you know. It's that's a way I don't to know put why it. there's a group. I don't know why there's a group of UK fans, though, that are like that he's just lying. He didn't want to play at UK. It wasn't because of the fans. Folks, there are some players that like aren't that don't love the rabidness of a fan base. There are some people like that. That does exist. The kid who went to Washington recently, um, now I can't think of his name. I mean, it, that was very apparent two years ago. Now I can't think of his name. 21, power forward. Come on, name, help me. Juan. Jada McDaniels. Yes, there we go. Uh, Jada McDaniels. It's, yeah, some people don't want to be uh, big fish, big pond. It's 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 why uh, folks like Terry Walker, or no, I can't even make a joke. I was trying to make uh, like a say next joke or something like that. Yeah, good do it. One day, go back to the board. Yeah, going back to the board, but that 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 makes like some Gonzaga too is the perfect alternative for Kentucky. I mean, you you want to talk about the exact polar opposite when it comes to magnifying glass, bright lights, big show. You literally only have to play well in a handful of games in November, and then in the NCAA tournament. Whereas Kentucky, people are living and dying with every single dribble you take. So uh, I get why some kids just aren't ready for that and that's why for the longest time cal said this isn't for everybody and we loved it because the best of the best bought into it that's not the case anymore and when orlando was talking about the kind of changes in the recruiting world since he was last at uk he he didn't mention that pitch specifically but he did acknowledge like there's a lot more options out there there's g league but you know there's also a lot of value in playing the ncaa tournament and learning how to be a team player and that's that's what we sell to. We're going to have to sell to a lot of these guys. Oh, did I lose you? So there oh, you sorry. have it. No, sorry. <laughs> I was stuck on mute. Ah, thought Gosh. I clicked the button. Sure didn't. Um, no, and the thing is, you had David Sisk, I think, over the weekend say, I, I would rather have Ty Ty Washington than Hunter Salas. So it, it could all it all can work out. It all it, I think it all will work out when it's said and done. I think we're gonna be really excited about UK's roster and what it looks like when it is finalized. I do have a kind of new stance. 
I think Kentucky should take Ty Ty on Saturday. If you could get Jaden Hardy, sure, but I don't think that's going to happen nope. as much fun as it would be. But then after that, Roush, I don't, I would not be in a rush to add a guard because you're going to get you're going to get to July and you're going to get some people that are going to back out last minute and teams that have some spots and some needs. It's a risky game. You really are playing with fire a little bit if you're going to wait. But I, I think that you're going to see come late June or July, a few of these people that were thinking about entering the portal, maybe going to the draft, not really sure what they're going to do. I think you're going to see a few of those people say, hey, I'm coming back to college basketball. Who's got a spot for me? And then like whatever the best team is that has the best chance at a championship but also has some playing time available, it's probably going to rake in some of those guys. I think L may be patient with, you know, they've got a couple scholarships opened up now. I think they may be patient and wait and see. I think there could be – now, if if Zegarowski came to UK today and said, hey, I, I want to play for you all, then, yeah, you probably lock that up. If Pippen came out and said today that he wanted to play for you, yeah, you probably do that as well. I just don't think – I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So, Roush, I know it's been tough to kind of tell folks – it's been tough for us to be patient. I think we're going to need to even be more patient because I could see there being a big benefit if you've got an open spot late in the game because I think people are going to drop out of the draft and be looking for a new home. Yeah, and I uh I I do think that it it feels like there's a anytime there's any news about any guard, you know, we do want to latch onto it. Like Severe Will Severe Wheeler dropped his final four on Friday and with it he had a 10 minute video of him and his dad watching film of all the teams. And that, that was one of those like, ooh, so you want to break down every single word that they say about UK and all the other schools. Where does Kentucky stand in this regard? I do like, – I wonder in Wheeler's case, is is are we just latching on because it's something new and newsy? Or is there more to it? Or should it be that the ones that we don't hear anything about are the ones most likely to happen? Because – like in Kellen Grady's, I don't even think we we might have mentioned wow. that he entered the portal, but there was no news on that until it happened. So which which guard are we talking about the least right now? That might be the one that's most likely to actually happen. No, you're totally right, and that's the way Kentucky loves to operate. They love to get things locked up behind the scenes, undercover, and then okay, you good? We're good. They love it when they can pull that off because that then it's when like right now with Tati Washington, I bet they feel really good. But I bet they're kind of like, hey, every day we got to make sure that other schools what what are other schools' desperation pitches? You know what is what is it? Because now they know that Kentucky's the leader for Ty Ty or seems to be the leader for Ty Ty. What may they do that could totally change things for us? Because that happens in recruiting a lot. Desperate teams, desperate coaches, they'll do some pretty crazy things to try to turn the tide at the last minute. So guess what? If there's not buzz and there's not momentum, Roush, UK staff doesn't have to necessarily deal with that. They'll get the same over, you know, these players are still hearing from other coaches, but it's when they feel like, hey, this kid's going to go to Kentucky. We may as well just try one last Hail Mary and see if it sticks. UK wants to avoid those. So when they can keep things under wraps, they love that. I thought, and let me also say this, I thought the Wheeler video was really cool. I wish more people were a little, and I think they had like a film crew help do that. So I understand that just not your normal college kid or high school recruits going to be able to have a film crew, although some do. But I thought it was kind of cool just hearing them talk. Uh, way too complimentary of Will Wade and his basketball X and O prowse, prowse because <laughs> what do you call him? Like, what do you call him? 
You remember? Did you watch the video? Oh, you wouldn't catch me dead watching that video. Sorry. It was good. That was a good video. Yeah. You really you did miss out watching it. Um, I think it was like the Elon Musk of college basketball or something like that. Well, and that was just the conversations with the other KSR folks as that happened. We were trying to figure out who was was the Elon. Is it Cal? No. So they they. Wayne? I don't I don't get why people were not picking like they showed the college logo on the computer. They like dropped in the logo to sh- tell you what teams they were talking about when. I don't know why people were confused about when they were talking about certain teams. They they put what logo they were talking about at the time. He said that Will Wade was the Elon Musk of college basketball, which is weird. And he's like, I don't think anybody knows the game better than this dude, which is a bold strategy. Uh, Oklahoma State. He talked about how much that like, you know, they've done it before, and I, they they've got such a good culture there because it's not it's not the main stage, but look how hard these guys play for them. Kansas, I think, was more just like, look how quick they get up and down the floor and look how much the point guard has the ball in their hands. And then Cal and UK, it was, hey, this is like the the Super Bowl of college basketball. Every game's huge, blah, blah, blah. It's still in the SEC. So I think he's going to end up at Kansas would be my guess. But I think he spoke the highest of probably LSU if you're going strictly off that video. But I wouldn't mind him at Kentucky. I, I, I think it'd be a good addition. I just think there probably are some better options, though. It's just whether or not you want to risk it to get the biscuit. Mm, biscuits, my son's favorite meal. Loves biscuits with uh, butter. Yeah, he, no saw a biscuit, he saw a biscuit today, actually during a break, and it was like, oh, well, I've got to go. I've got to make him a biscuit now, because if not, he is going to be very mad at me. Be a little grumpy. A yeah. texter says... Uh, fans like to think they have more influence on the program than they actually do. Don't think they had anything to do with Cal's changes. Well, here's the thing, though, Texture, is you said that, but in the meantime, Alex Afari, UK's newest football commitment that announced his decision Friday morning, talked about how much the fans made a difference in his decision to commit to UK. He was at the Georgia game in 2018 when his brother was getting recruited. He was just an underclassman, but was blown away by the experience. So as much as you might think that they don't play a role, I mean, I'm sure Cal was fed up plenty and and had his mind made up. But fans do make a difference. They do. Whether you like it or not, uh, for better or for worse, fans make a difference. And I had to give you a little tip of the cap, Terry, too, because whenever we talk about football games and packing the stadiums, Sometimes it can sound a little redundant because it's like, well, duh, we all need. I mean, it's going to be a great Saturday. Why would you not want to be there? But having uh, 63,000 or whatever capacity is at the Krogue versus 50 or 45 for the Missouri game or the Mississippi State game, those those make a difference. <clears throat> those make a difference, TJ. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, no it's no, 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 no. I'm here. I, I, I'm here. I'm here. You're, just, you're just off your mute button game today. Well, the thing is, I, I feel like I focus more during the show, but I don't know how this happened. Like, I feel like I focus more when I the mute button's in play, and here I've had two slip-ups already today. Mm. And no, fan, good fans are important. You're right, and they do make a difference. And I know I can sound like a broken record with it, but – we always talk about like, what can we do? You know, we want this program to continue to grow. We've had so much fun the last few years, 2018 hosting Georgia for a chance to go to the SEC championship game. That was like as fun as a UK football memory as you can have eh, until the game happened. But the thought of what could have happened if UK wins that game, what a party it would have been. 
we've all enjoyed this run. We've enjoyed what Stoops has been able to accomplish. The thing is, it can keep going, and it really is as simple as if people show up. The more you show up, the more money that goes into the program, mm-hmm. the more things that they can do, which, by the way, maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. Mark Emmert's comments on in name, image, and likeness. It's just the same old mumbo-jumbo, in my opinion. Oh, but yeah. uh, we'll, maybe get, we'll have more time to get to that stuff tomorrow. But it, it can be as simple as just showing up, Roush. It really is. That's what fans. That's what players want to play. They want to play. In, they want to play in stadiums that have fans shoulder to shoulder, mm-hmm. as much as they can during a pandemic. But yeah, uh, Texter says showed up at the Bell last night, ready to party and watch some UK soccer. Turns out, uh, Cary, North Carolina, only seven and a half hours away. <laughs> I was wondering why you were so persistent that game was at UK because I was like, I feel like they'd be advertising that. Like, hey, come to the Sweet 16 Wait, soccer game on campus. Did I say that? I was. I think I thought we were talking about tennis when I said there was at UK. Oh, we were talking soccer when you. And I think you said it twice. So maybe that's. I just got confused between my brain and the words coming out of my mouth. But it was tennis that was being hosted. Gotcha. Right? Tennis so, was at UK. You're right about that. And did tennis text- did UK advance? I didn't. I did not. They did. Well, they beat Cleveland State. I don't know if they played another game or if they had another match this weekend as well but they beat cleveland state in the first round okay. i don't know that nick i yeah. think tj even asked you at one point are you sure soccer games at kentucky and you were like yep <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah oh well wouldn't be the first the... time i'm 100 percent wrong yeah uh, same here uh justin this next text is for you cal's not going to bloomington period period that's it no you okay more with say. that i mean that's that's how it is i get it you just don't like it. I, I don't uh, – I just want him to play. I don't really care where it is. I, I don't care. Just play. I think it would be great, too, that to have uh, – and it would be great for the show. Oh, it would be great for the show. Yeah, of course. I, you know, I, if they decide they want to do it, fine by me. If not, I certainly don't care, and I will enjoy every year how it gets brought up as if it's like a new topic. And uh, – I guess technically, if you got a new coach, it's it's like a it's like a baptism. Like, all right, we need your initial comments on Indiana and Kentucky, and just remember, Mister Woodson, we'll be asking you this every summer. So proceed <laughs> as you will. I'm, Let's go to a break. Okay. Probably our last one. Roush, you can add whatever you need. Why don't you take us to okay. the break, there, buddy? Add what you I'll, wanted to say I'll and take us that. to the break. I I'll... found out that the Kentucky men's and women's tennis team they fell to Air. The men fell to Arizona four two. Women lost to Cal four to two. That no, the the men's team. That was the first time they'd lost at home all year. So, uh, a real shame. But you know what? They can bounce back this week by visiting our friends at Salsaritas. We've got great, great recipes, well marinated meats, the freshest salsas at two locations in Louisville, one in St. Matthews, and the one in Middletown has a drive-through for your convenience. Download the app and use it. You'll get plenty of Salsaritas bucks back to make it. An inexpensive, delicious, wonderful, spectacular experience at Salsaritas. I'm Nick Roush. He's TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back on Kentucky Roll. That was awesome. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. IU basketball is the equivalent of Jerry Palm's haircut. <laughs> it has not been relevant in 20 years. So 
Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Roll Radio. Roll. Justin Kalen, Nick Rast. I'm TJ Walker, and I'm here to tell you about Car Stuff K Lot. Make sure you're following them on Facebook and Instagram because you'll get to see what they're all about. If you need something for your car, big, small, random, something that's completely obvious, they're going to have it for you, and you're going to save money by checking out Car Stuff first. They also have everything for your bike as well, audio parts, bike detailing, repair. But for your car, if it's the audio, it's the audio installation, remote starts, auto body supply, wheels and tires, they'll have it for you. They're at 5725 Bargetown Road. And again, make sure you're following them on Facebook and Instagram. You'll get a better idea of some of the things that they do. 502-239-9554. If you've got any questions, car stuff, anything and everything for your car. All right, uh, we got to keep going. Oh, yeah. I just want to bring up one thing, too. I know you're in the middle of figuring out names for your baby. I want to make sure you're not basic. So the Social Security Administration, they recently released their annual list of top baby names. Uh-huh. And I really hope that you weren't thinking about the name Sophia. That's fifth of the most popular girl names charlotte is fourth do we have any guesses as to what could be in the top three of most popular baby names for girls in 2020 claire jessica Ooh, neither neither of those especially jessica i don't know hell i haven't was the last time we met jessica terrible guess ashley Jesus, uh emma was the most popular last year emma has been replaced by olivia ava is third and like i said charlotte is fourth. woo uh charlotte was definitely on our short list like high on the like charlotte could we we know what we're naming the baby uh charlotte may as well be considered runner-up all things considered. That, i have um the there there i have a friend who's an OBGYN. uh i think she's like a nurse practitioner and, and at one time she had three charlottes in this like in the hospital at the same time very popular uh, on the boy side of things uh is my nephew Stoop was actually number one? going. It, this was a candidate, uh, the number one option. They instead did named him Griffin, but the number one name, Liam, is the number one boy name in 2020. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Followed by the guy who built the ark, Noah, mm-hmm. Oliver, Elijah, and William. I guess one might say a long version of Liam. Olivia and Olive, hot in the streets right now. Oh, olive oil, like Popeye's girlfriend. I suppose so. Okay, interesting. I'm glad. Uh, 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 nice to see my baby's name not on the list. We did it. We're the best. Good job. Original parents. Exactly. Uh, Texter says, Chin was the lead recruiter for Hardy at Illinois. Probably doesn't mean much, but, oh, yeah. I mean, it can't hurt, right? He's probably still going G League, but it'd be swell if he decided not to. Would be awfully swell. Um, but we'll find out Saturday. We will find out Saturday. Texture says, give homeless people some money if you can. It's the least they deserve. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. Sorry. I don't. Uh, I love helping people when I can, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I can see a scammer at a light because I've worked yeah. at the same office for five years, and that same person's been going to the same light every year, and I see them get in their car when they leave. So yeah, I'm not giving that person money. There's a rotating cast of characters by me too. Like you just, you know, they're just trying to get money off of people who they, they just want to make you feel bad. Tuck some heartstrings. They do. And again, you know, everybody's can do whatever they want. And, and as long as they're not bothering people, but uh, every place is like desperately trying to hire in Kentucky right now. Supposedly the Louisville city match on Saturday was just a cluster beat because their concessions, they just don't, 
have enough people, people to work. Yeah. They don't have enough yeah. people to work. So uh, a lot of PAs is hiring if you are uh, interested in a job. Yeah, a lot of them. Most of them, actually. Especially, like you said, restaurants, concession stands, stuff like that. Um, texter says, and yes, Bill Gates and Epstein were buds. It was, I, I didn't realize that the texter, I, I hadn't seen that until Friday afternoon. Later on, I sent the, an article to TJ like, oh, crap. The texter was on to something. Um, yeah, they were buds. Really weird. Texter says, listening to today's show and speaking of the UCLA domination in 2015, I have a superstition question for y'all. Do you all ever think our struggles since 2015 are a result of us offending the basketball gods by embarrassing so many teams during that season? Have a great weekend, guys. Roush, hope you all make a killing at the art festival. Oh, yeah, how'd that go? Did you all make a killing? It worked. It, it was great. Perfect weather. And you could tell that there hasn't been many things like that in a while. Like People were very eager to get out. Um, because I know Cherokee Park typically has one that got canceled this year. Uh, you know, all of the ones last year were canceled. So people are very anxious to get out. Um, and Brooke did well. There was some really cool stuff there. The only thing that bummed me out is we have the plans to make a garden this year. We're going to attempt to grow our own vegetables. Uh, and there was a place too down that had a bunch of plants you could buy to plant. And I missed out on the tomatoes. I did get a poblano pepper, but I'm going to have to find another spot to get some, maybe some banana peppers, maybe some jalapenos or red peppers, and then a tomato. So missed out on getting that on Saturday. Oh, we got, we got farmer rush over here. Yeah. I'm probably going to kill everything, but it, you know, it, it should be a fun little something to do. That's impressive. I, I someday would like to be able to do that, but it's low on my priority list, but uh, yeah, right now it's impressive people that have beautiful and, gardens that they actually take stuff from and my when my dad lived when i bought the house for my dad i've said that several times but he had an actual garden going and he'd like take tomatoes from the yard and go in and cook i've always found that really cool uh not for me at least not yet i think i got maybe another 10 years before i get into that yeah one day one day mm -hmm. um the texture says the 10 11 team shot 39.7 percent from three ninth in the country that year that will be hard for any team to topple that. Man, that's nuts. 40% from three as a team? That really is nuts. I mean, obviously, Deron Lamb, I think we we said last week, he was, what, like 47%, which is just a stupid number. Right, uh, you had right. Darius Miller and, obviously, Brandon Knight could knock down threes. DeAndre Liggins was an okay shooter. Yeah, he uh, was good at the corner, you know, like he, he, he picked and chose correctly on when to take shots. Did T. Jones – well, see, he didn't really shoot that many threes as a freshman. That was more was of a more sophomore, sophomore season. Yeah, he still shot a couple. The thing about that 11 team is they just didn't have a bad outside shooter. Like, they had obviously some that were much better than others. But, like, even Harrelson, and he, I don't think he hit nearly as many as he could have because they just keep him in the paint as kind of a garbage man. But even he could shoot. He could extend the floor with his shot. So, Texter, you're probably right about that because that team, like, you know, automatically next year's team, Shubway is a horrible outside shooter. So, like you're, you won't. It won't be like eleven, where literally anybody on the floor may be able to to knock down a three. Good text, fun fact. Mm -hmm. Lakota East and West are both ginormous, like top twenty in state and enrollment for both. It's crazy. Yeah, and they're actually what's, what's kind of cool about them too is they're identically. The the actual buildings are identical to one another, just on different parts of town. They they were built, I think, early two thousands. Um, right around the same time they look identical one of them's on that 75 and I'm, I'm not sure where the other one is but yeah big school a lot of really talented players Kentucky got Michael Horton from there big George Asafo with Jay uh now they got Alex Safari who's got a lot of a lot of nice tools that could help Kentucky in the future
Classic KRC curse, right when we get off the air, about a few hours later, he commits. I, nah, every time. Keeps happening. Roush was right. Medina Spirit is a bum, and Bob Baffert is a dirty, no-good, cheating scoundrel. This is the second time that I've lost a great winning bet because Baffert has cheated on the Derby. He's the worst. Oh, I can't wait to see what comes today. Because well, shouldn't that test be coming back soon, the second one? The appeal, I forgot how long it took with Charlatan, but it wasn't as nearly as high profile. Uh, well, we got to at least get everything. news on like Preakness and all that stuff. Like, I feel like today's going to be a newsworthy day with everything in that regard. See, I, and the thing is, too, is they aren't getting like a quote unquote second test. It's just they're testing another, like they take two samples or whatever from that day. So, in theory, it should turn around quickly. You uh, would think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, man, I do, it's I just. I do think by definition, what you said, though, is like a second test. Sorry? Well, you like, said like it's not like a second test, but then you, you described it basically as a second well, test. It's from the same blood. Like they're not testing him now because it would yeah. be out of his system by now. It, they're they're testing another sample from the same day, if that makes sense. It does. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, T- yeah. Texter yeah. says, I'm sorry. What the heck did I do to you, Justin? My texts just get rejected now. Suck it, buddy. Justin, what the hell's going on? Yeah, Justin, what the hell? I don't understand what's happening here. I went back and looked at his text he sent in. I haven't dismissed any. He wow. said, this is the text. This is the texter that said I had good opinions. Why don't? <laughs> well, so, I appreciate what do you, have to... you texter. Sorry for the mix up. Mix up. I appreciate you. Texter says, uh, "Already love Chin. Seems like he's going to be a stud here. Man, let's go. Good. I like people that are getting excited about basketball." Uh, and we'll look forward to talking to Chin on KRC in the future. Texter says, how did Hardy not get on an Iverson team? Maybe it's an age thing. Isn't he a older? I've got no uh, no, no idea. Yeah, I, I don't I know, know. I know that's happened previously for like McDonald's All-Americans. So I don't know. That's an assumption. But yeah, no, he wasn't there. Uh, another texter says, does anyone have a link to watch the full game of Louisville versus UK in 2007? I always enjoy watching older football games, but can't find a full video. Only clips of Stevie Johnson touchdown. Probably a long shot, but thanks anyway. Yeah, I don't. And the thing is too, Terry, whenever they do those like SEC network days where they replay classic games, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen a full replay of that game. Like, I don't know if they've ever even put it out there. They usually do the LSU game if they do any of them. Yeah, I think, Texter, if uh, if you kind of Googled it and looked around for it and couldn't find it, uh, then I don't think uh, I, I, it may not be there. I think BTI has a longer, like, 10-minute one of highlights, but it's it's probably going to be tough because CBS owns the rights to find the full game. So Interesting. Texter says, what is the best vacation you have ever went on excluding your honeymoon? Well, you got to exclude spring breaks, too, because those are different animals. Like, that Fort Lauderdale trip as a freshman. Woo! Wild time. I don't know. It's a tough question because I've been – it's kind of just like I, I could pick one with each. Like, I have, you know, probably a favorite that I went uh, with, like, my dad and that side, my mom, and then, you know, with Hannah and I, non-honeymoon. So, it's almost like I have to break it down to tears because – it's different, different groups, different experiences, equally as enjoyable and fun. But but that New England trip, that was for like the price too. It was pretty. That was a pretty cool well, trip. I really it, love that. It's what people say about that's like picking your favorite kid. Like that's a cliche that gets used way too much. But still, the uh, 
I mean, vacations are all pretty great, you know? Yeah, you're, I mean, you're literally not working, and you're going somewhere cool and doing what you want. But Like, like the last time I went on uh, vacation, a lot of, a lot of ones a dozen other of my friends, and we found, like, a beautiful cenote, and we're jumping off trees into it. It was freaking awesome. Like, I don't, you know, it's hard to yeah. hard to narrow that down. Yeah, I agree. I went to you. Cabo San Lucas once. That was awesome. Is that your answer? That's my answer. That's a good, okay. that's a good one. I bet that'd be a hey. lot of fun. Hey, DJ, you know what my favorite vacation is? What's my that? My next one. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Take it easy, Kyle Tucker. <laughs> no, but that is true. Uh, That's also my favorite vacation is the next one. What's the most amount of money you've won or lost at the casino? Ooh, easy answer for me because I've only been maybe twice. I won 250 bucks playing craps. Never lost won... more than 100 So, yeah. In... Southern Indiana one time, I think I won $1,800 just playing blackjack. And then in Vegas one time, I was doing video poker during a Packers game, and you just had to – you got free drinks if you still played, so I was just, like, basically pushing the buttons. I won a $1,000 jackpot on that one time. That was pretty cool. Nice. And uh, the most I've lost, probably about four or 500 bucks, I would say. This is a story for another day, but I blew through eight grand at the Tampa Hard Rock one time. <laughs> that does sound like a good story for another day because I that, that's that's awesome. I just appreciate that we we're gonna we're transforming the Patreon into Justin tells just wild stories. No, well, that's really what it's kind of pivoting into. It's just the, <laughs> it's the Justin tales. Got to give the people what they want. Yeah, oh, man. you know, I can't say it enough. Justin's such an interesting dude. There's he's got he's got more and more stories that. You just you wouldn't believe, but uh, we'll 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 tell those in time. Eight K. I bet you didn't feel too good about that. I didn't care. Hey oh, uh, Texter said, should Baffert be fined a large expense for this situation? Yeah, he's got more money than David Crockett, so it doesn't matter about fines. You got to suspend him from the big races because once you do that, then the owners with the great horses will stop giving them to Baffert. Because hell, the way he described Brad Cox was. Well, he's got the horses now. You got to have the horses to win. Trainers really can only do so much with the talent they have. And since he's got the most derbies, he's got the triple crowns, the the most talented owners are giving him their horses. If if he keeps it up, you've just got to ban him from the big events. And then his horses will start racing in him. And the, the sport will win out over the individual. It's bigger than the individual. So I think that's how you do it. But the problem is, is each state has their own racing commission so this is the investigation of the kentucky state racing commission he's been fined by arkansas and suspended from there but he can continue racing elsewhere and that's where he's gonna be able to weasel his way out of it because it's on a state-by-state basis Mm, interesting nice breakdown again i'm gonna be fascinated with this storyline all week huge for the preakness too and nbc you're right about all that Texture says, TJ, how was the track on Mother's Day? It was awesome. Really, really had a good day. Got to hang out with a lot of great moms, and especially mine. And uh, it was the babies were there, and they did pretty well, which is always a big deal. And you were inside, too, so, like, bad weather. Oh, yeah. So what, you know? It it probably made it a little bit chalkier on the track, too. I wasn't keeping up, but I'm sure sure it's a little bit easier to catch tickets once you get in that slot. It was a pretty bad race day, I'll think. Like, it was a couple maidens claiming. There wasn't. I think the race with the most, at least before we left, I think there was like a race that had six horses in it, and that was the most, you know. So yeah. it was a little underwhelming in that you, regard. You but. get off the turf, and then yeah, you know, there's just the fields shrink. Yeah, not as it, fun, but not as fun. Super exotic bets and whatnot, but you could, uh, 
you can still throw enough money around to make it interesting worth your while. And I lost because I'm just never going to have a winning day at the track again. I'm convinced by it. I've, I've got some weird horse racing curse, and it's definitely not just me being terrible at betting. <laughs> Something bigger is going on around that I can't control. Hey, did you see the Stranger Things uh, little teaser promo? I did. I, I didn't know. What, what the hell is going on? I didn't know what to make of it. Uh, like, are they is just going to go? Before? Is it after? Is it is it during? Where are we out on the time frame there? That was my question. I mean, if they've if they've got the one creepy guy back, I would feel like that they're going back. Maybe it's one of those cases too where it's going to be flashback heavy. But it'd be really annoying if they made this like a prequel kind of season. But I have yeah. a feeling that uh, just without um, the officer there, I cannot think of his real name or his name anymore. Um, I have a feeling without him around, she's just going to be freaking out. Well, he's at the Russian labor camp, right? Right, right. But she thinks he's dead. So they're going to be, maybe she just flashes back and just has memories of that bad guy. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. My initial I, guess. Texter says, should Baffer be far? We got that one. Efton Reed turning down a low mid-six-figure deal to be the in the overtime league to go to LSU absolutely reeks of suspicion. No, it, it doesn't for me because... How many of these high school leagues have we had before that really never turned any, into anything? I mean, granted, the other one was ran by LeVar Ball. But, uh, yeah, I'm not – I can't – I don't think it's suspicious to turn down uh, a league in its inaugural year to go play college ball. I'm I not going to play that game. I think the optics of it are a little suspicious. But, like, the thing is, you know, the same – you know, Clark and Boston last year, they both turned down big deals in the G League to go play at Kentucky. The only thing is, anything with LSU is just going to seem fishy with Will Wade, that's and that's true. okay. I think that I think that they have kind of earned that reputation, and we'll see what all comes of it with the NCAA as we just wait and wait and wait and wait. But no, I think it's I think it does reek of suspicion, but it's no what nothing's going to happen, and LSU is going to be good, and they're going to keep operating like business as usual. So good for them. Texture says, has Baffert turned into the Barry Bonds of horse racing? Oh yeah, he Bob is back. Just yeah, I bet other Bobs. I bet other owners and trainers and people in the horse racing industry that I bet they could tell some Baffert stories or give their thoughts on it. I'd be interested to hear it too. The thing is, too, Terry is like Baffert over the years. Like it's been such a swinging pendulum for me. Where uh, I mean, even before Pharaoh happened, but like. I used to always think he was just this obnoxious West Coast guy who would hold court on the backside derby week, and I just hated him. Pharaoh happens. He seems to come more down to earth, be a little bit more normal. And I'm like, you know what? Good for this guy. And then now he's just cheating. I mean, it's it's very Patino-like, where it's like, now I've got to cheat to win to be the best. It's like, dude, you don't need to. Just keep doing you, buddy. Do you think Orlando told Cal he wouldn't come unless Chin came with them? Not saying he's not worth it. They just seem really close. I actually thought their answer kind of debunked that like it was a package deal sort of situation. I wouldn't have expected them to say anything differently, but both seemed kind of candid where it was like, oh, we had to do what was best for our families. It was individual decisions, but boy, we sure were happy that, you know, we got such good chemistry. We've got to keep that going. So I, I kind of disagree with you, Texter. I don't think I don't think Orlando told Cal that. But I think it just kind of worked out that way, and everybody was happy with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and especially with Chin's connections to the Chicago area. Chicago's been good to Cal over the years, so I'm, there's definitely appeal to that between Derrick Rose and Anthony Davis. It'd be nice to get one of those kind of guys back in Lexington. Yeah. Um, another text says, once your paycheck hits half a million dollars, I feel like if you were a drinker, and set sixty grand aside and hire a driver between Uber and his bank account, and he has zero excuse to drive drunk. I mean, he's not making that much money, but I get where you're at, Texter. 
No, yeah. texture, you're not you're not wrong. And it's not even that like if you're a rich sort of deal. But you'd have to be naive to think that like some people probably will drive short distances or home after drinking, hopefully not over the limit. But again, you gotta be naive enough to think that that happens from time to time. You know what you don't need to be doing? Going 26 miles per hour over the speed limit when you're doing that. Because that's how you're going to kill yourself or kill people, too. Uh, so don't. You know, go 26 under the speed limit. That's also da- that's also dangerous as well. Uh, Texer says, I give him another chance vote here. And I'm okay, okay. if they decide, if, if Stoops, if they get all the facts and they think that's the appropriate move, I'm all right with that, too. Because people do make mistakes, and I don't think it should be like a one strike and you're out. But there's things have been... It's just a touchy time for him to do that in, in Lexington, in my opinion. I know it wasn't in Lexington, but at UK. Uh, another texture says, TC from Lexington here, boys. Is there any chance NCAA nil rights changes persuade Hardy to UK? Well, it'd be different. It'd be much different if the state had passed nil rights legislation as well. Like, I don't know, 18 other states have. But TJ, that would require a state legislature to actually do something actual work when they're yeah. supposed to be working just cracks me up that like the family foundation through we we got to see how govern how efficient and fast government can work when the horse racing people thought they were going to lose their slot machines because mm-hmm. boy did they get that thing figured out real quick and did they work late nights to make that bad boy work but yeah uh with the NCAA no rights they step back on their butts there is a chance i'm sure kentucky's probably telling him that and telling the family that they're like hey you're gonna make this much money from the g league we get that but no rights, possibly you could be getting this. And then plus, if you end up being the number one pick in the draft, you could be getting this. So they're, they're, they're talking the financials to him, no doubt about it. They're going down swinging with Hardy. Uh, I don't think they're going to get him, but they're, they're trying. John here, good morning to all. You know, on Saturday, I finally graduated from the wow. University of Evansville. Woo! Good job, John. You did it. You did it, John. Yeah. We're proud of you. Congrats, I will say John. that the crew and listeners of KRC helped me out a lot. Just the conversations and funny jokes helped me start off each day with a laughter and a smile, which made all the extra work easy. So thanks everyone. You all are great people. Got to go talk to you later. Yeah. Shout out to the KRC community. Uh, it, it, we're just a bunch of goofballs at the end of the day. And we like to joke and we like to joke on each other, but I think we all care about each other and we're really proud of you, John. So way to go, buddy. You did it. Mm-hmm. You did it, buddy. Texter says the video of Coach O showing Chin around the facilities and teaching about UK's tradition was super cool. I'm pumped up for basketball season, baby, and Cal we trust. And you're I'm just that- pumped for the fall too. I mean, I'm pumped for football season, and that's going to lead into an exciting basketball season. Let's just uh, not wishing away time, Roush, but that'll be know, cool. the summer. The summer can go on and hurry up uh, for all I care. <laughs> Texter says, I saw that Liam Cohen is already offering four-star quarterbacks, and I love that. I have a good feeling that he's going to bag a legit quarterback sooner rather than later. I hope so. Yep, I do too. Kentucky needs it. Uh, Nick put the kiss of death on Clink. When can we expect the announcement of Clink to Michigan? Oh, you can suck it, pal. Yeah, I hated that you did that, Roush. Everybody say bye to Clink. (laughs) Bye, Clink. TJ, let's just say you have to move, and it has to be Southern Indiana or the South end of Louisville. Which one are you picking? My mm. stepdad, by the way, agrees with you, Roush, about Churchill Downs and the South End. He he tried to give me a historical lesson. I wasn't hearing it, obviously. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Southern Indiana or the South End of Louisville, which one are you picking? The one thing that's know. nice about Southern yeah, I know, that's you... honestly – that's 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 what i'm thinking yeah, cheaper I think taxes can... too you don't have to pay as high city taxes they have good public schools uh southern indiana does have appeal but tj you would become a hoosier 
I yeah, I can't be a Hoosier. Sorry. Yeah, suck if they Hoosier if they get if they legalize medicinal marijuana and recreational, why Kentucky hasn't even brought it to the table? Then maybe I'd reconsider. We would but accept that's, you, TJ. I mean, that's going to that's literally going to happen. I mean, it's just yeah. it, it will. Uh, and it's not so much like you know about me and my vices. It's more of like why why is our state not wanting more money for our state? Why is our state not trying to make life easier? and better for other parts of the state. Like, why are we not trying to bring more money in? Why are we trying oh, to not create more jobs? I just don't understand. That would make it. too much. That would make too much sense, TJ. Oh, but it's too logical. bad. Here, come to our bourbon facility. Texter says, have you guys ever thought about doing a pregame show for the Cavs during football or basketball season? While I know it would be on a Saturday, I think you guys would get more of a crowd than you think. If you guys were set up at Tin Roof or a bar like that, You'll have fans out the wazoo. Plus, I can help with the advertisement and marketing as well. The pregame show will be an absolute banger. I brought that up, uh, pregame show. It's tough with Roush, but even with the station, I just thought a KRC pregame show would be a good idea. It's just, it's tough. It's tough to orchestrate. It's tough to get people to work and do all that stuff. But we have thought about it, and uh, you never know what the future holds. So it, it would be fun. It's nice of you to say that you would help us, though. I appreciate you saying that. Very nice of you, Texter. Texter says it's going to be a glorious day for Justin. And what comes out, the chin has several chins in his <laughs> fridge and has been cannibalizing chins for many years. <laughs> oh, Justin's going to be like, I knew there was something off about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, TJ, will you bet the NBA playoffs is a Pope Catholic? Of course I will. Yeah. Yeah, of course on. I'm going to bet the NBA playoffs. Uh, I've been throwing a little more money around on NBA games, just little like five ten dollar bets. They're jokes, but just to something to look at the box score and get excited, and uh, not doing well. So not doing yeah, well. Yeah, once the, the playoffs really kick into gear, that'll be something fun to watch. Yeah. All right, everybody. Fun Monday. You you guys always make it a little bit better and uh, talking and doing the text line and all that fun stuff. So we appreciate it as we always do. We'll be back again tomorrow, seven a.m. Any last words, you two? Godspeed. Godspeed. <laughs> this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Godspeed, everybody.